last week, I was asked the question, Glenn, do you ever preach on the same thing? And I don't think I've ever told you this. I've been preaching now 21, going on 22 years here. For seven years, three times a month. When Sam came here, he met with the elders, and he said, now, he said, we're going to, we're going to uh, take the first three months, we'll speak on one subject, the second quarter, another one, and we'll go through the quarters like that. And I thought, well, I'm going to have a problem. And I was the only speaker here at that time, the only elder that was speaking, and uh, because my messages come from him not from Pastor Sam. And it's still true today. That's the reason you probably do not hear me mention very much the same thing over and over. I've attended some churches where it was like like uh, I Love Lucy shows. You know, you know what's coming. Every week it's the same thing. God has always given me the message that he thought that this church needed. And it wound up, I was preaching three times a month, Sam once a month. I think of my precious wife. We would have our devotion together, and we would have our private devotion. The Lord would always tell us the same thing. She would come out, and she said, I think you should speak on revival this week. I said, the Lord just told me exactly the same thing. When I was trying to come up with something else I thought was needed, God is a wonderful God. He knows what this church needs. The message today I'm going to share with you is what he gave me to share with it, to share with you. But first, let us pray. Our Father and our God, we're nothing without you and without the Holy Spirit. You know exactly what we need, and you're the one that can fill that need. So, Father, speak, speak through me today. Bring to memories those things <clears throat> where the Holy Spirit was active in my life and in the life of this church. Bring them back to our memories, Father, because there's so much more that Jesus wants to do if we'll just turn these things over to him. Father, today we're going to talk about the latter rain. We ask for a special blessing not only upon the speaker, but in, on the hearts of each one in attendance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my message is Why Wait? The Lord has tried to help us to realize that we must take him at his word. He wants to give us the power of the, of the Holy Spirit, and he wants to give it to us now. The descent of the Holy Spirit upon the church is looked forward to as something in the future. But it, but it is the privilege of the church to receive it now. We need to seek for it. Pray for it. Believe for it. We must have it, and heaven is waiting to bestow it upon us. And he wants to do it immediately. I've never seen a time 
in my 86 years that I have seen a time that we should be praying for the Holy Spirit so that we can finish the work that God has given us so that he can return to take us home. I want my... I want my family, if I had children, to come up under Jesus, not under Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I, I've never felt that way before. I've never seen the need of, for the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as I do today. But he tells us by the use, and he tells us by the use of three imperatives what we must do, what we must do in order to receive this gift. Seek for it, pray for it, believe for it. If God is so eager to give to give the Holy Spirit to us, why are we so reluctant? Why are we so reluctant to ask for it and to accept it? When we know that the when we do receive it, that's what will finish the work, the commission that God has given the church to do, and we can all go home. We can all go home. God's messenger, the one that my favorite author that wrote the Spirit of Prophecy, prophecy, pleads with us to seek it, to pray for it, to believe that we can have it now. Brethren, we do not have to wait. I think because it says a latter rain. Someone says, well, Glenn, I received the Holy Spirit when, we, when I was baptized. Yes, we all did. That's what brought us to, to the Lord. That was the early rain. We're talking about the latter rain. The latter rain is to, the latter rain is to prepare us, to prepare us for our witnessing, to prepare us to be, to have the message that will finish the, it will make prepare us for, to prepare for the soon coming events that's to come upon this nation and prepare us to help finish this work so that we can go home. I, uh, that's the reason it's called the latter rain. The early rain, yes, that brings us to Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that, that brings us. We could not accept Jesus. But if the Lord God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself had to spend entire total nights in prayer. How much more? If he needed that from the Father and a message from the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need that today on a daily basis? How much more? I want to share some things with you today. This, this nook was one of them. That was one of God's, God's uh, uh, miracles. He's still a miracle working God. If we will trust him, if we will believe him. I don't know. Vernon, you and Pauline and Kay might remember this. Members of Cincinnati for church, church. Camp meeting was a special time for us. We went to camp meeting. Spent the entire week at camp meeting. This week, I, this year I want to take my parents. Had a little problem. We stayed in a dorm or a motel. My father had just been operated on prior to his hernia. I just got out of the hospital with ulcers. We needed soft food. Well, I asked God, Lord, can you arrange this for us? That was a couple of months before camp meeting. Well, camp meeting came, or a month before camp meeting. 
one Sabbath we went to church and we I come back and I said honey talk to my wife I have a strong feeling that God has got it we need to go to Mount Vernon a month before a camp meeting we need to go to Mount Vernon we loaded up our car and put some Christian tapes in it and headed for Mount Vernon and we uh, got a little town Bangs just about three or four miles out of Mount Vernon and Sabbath was closing we knew what time the Sabbath was closing we pulled over and we had prayer close the Sabbath we pulled out and before sundown we had a double wide mobile home that God had got for us pulled out young man was still still mowing his grass there's still enough light. Told him what I wanted. He said, I don't know of anything like that. He said, here comes my dad. So maybe he knows. And he come up and I told him. And he said, well, it just happens that that time we have this double-wide mobile home here. That's It's our guest house. We don't have any family. family. We don't have any family coming at that time. It's yours. <laughs> I had heard the voice of God so much. And I still depend on it. That's the reason I plugged my nook in again, because he told me I would have a charge. <laughs> and he offered, I asked him what he would take for it, if I, if I could have it. He said, sure, sure, you can have that eight days. I said, what would you, uh, you, you charge me for that? He embarrassed me. He, I said, would you, could we double that? He gave me a price that was less, I think, than the tents that they were using back at the camp, on the campgrounds. I took some folks home with us. We did for dinner. They went back and they said, you will not believe it. The Trammels are living in a palatial home for, what we're, for less than we're paying for a tent. That's what God wants to do. We have a miracle-working God, friends. He wants to finish this work. And we can finish it right here. We can start right here in, in, in the Stearns Church. Cincinnati, you folks remember the Cincinnati Church at the same time, Paul Lane and uh, Vernon. Okay. Uh, you might be, just before you come in, Mount, uh, we never had It Is Written in Cincinnati, not broadcast in Cincinnati. Catherine Coleman, now some of you that with gray hair and arthritis will remember her, but see, those younger might not. But she was a charismatic speaker and uh, uh, the most listened to evangel- evangelist in this country. And she was on the, what they call the ghetto, the, the gospel ghetto a slot on uh, uh, Sunday morning, she died. And we knew that the one that would get that slot would, what a blessing it would be because they would get all of her followers. Well, it is written. Well, we wanted it here. We hadn't had an opportunity. We had an all-night prayer meeting. Must have been like something like like the day on Pentecost, because I never felt the spirit of Christ as strong as I did then. Brother Wendell Poole was in, in my bunch. We met for two or three hours, 
all night we would meet and pray for that time someone else would relieve us. Well, I went to went to work the next day. And, I, of course, people from every denomination said, I think we're going to get that spot. One, one boy said, I'm sure we're going to get it. He said, because he was from the same denomination. And I knew that we had prayed for it. Oh, God loves for his people to come together and send their prayer. You know who got it, don't you? We got it. They called, and let me tell you, the Lord wants you to know it's from him. And it's an answer to his prayer. When they call, they said, would you put it is written on that slot? And if you will do that, we'll pay half the price. The station's going to pay half of it if we will put it on that, put it on that time in that slot of the morning. We were going to receive all the, uh, the listeners that, that she had been tuned into her. The listeners of television. Oh, God wasn't through yet. We got another call. WLW. I think the first one was WKRC. The next one was W W uh, one of the most powerful TV stations in the country at that time. They said, "Would you take us? Would could, would you take a spot?" And they named the very same spot. We said, "No, we've already got one." Friends, that's the miracle working power, and that's what God wants to do today. What I, now that I'll share this with you, I was on the conference committee in Ohio. And while I was on the conference committee, I, as a literature evangelist at the time, I went out of work, work for Sterling Drug for 30, 32 years. Took an early retirement to go into literature work because I felt impressed. I was good. If you call uh, normal good, one out of three, I might as well. But then when we, when we was on the, I was on the conference committee once a month, we would meet, and we talked about all kinds of programs. I come home, and I, my wife loved the Lord, and we both wanted to see Jesus come. I said, honey, I don't understand why we don't do it God's way. Why do we not just get on our knees with an open Bible and asking God to do this for us? Well, I don't have to tell you I didn't have to wait a week. We got on our got on our knees, claimed the promise. The one I think I claimed for that was uh, Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy thirty-one verse eight which says, I'll go before you and I'll be with you. Well, I jumped from one out of third to 90%. Not the next week, not the next, not two days later that day. To 90%. The conference will come down and said, Glenn, what, which one of our programs are you using? And I said, I'm not using your program. I'm using God's program. Well, they sent me to Cancun, Mexico, my wife and I, because of a high volume sales. And I felt guilty because I realized I didn't sell one book. He done it all. 
he done it all. And there's a couple more that went with us. There's one that was an, uh, it's a literature work, it was a different part, and a couple of our leaders. It was a wonderful time that we had, but after I come back, someone says, Glenn, you shouldn't feel guilty. If God wants to give you a vacation, you've let him do it. And, but friends, that's the miracle work in God that we serve. I want to go home. I want to see my wife. I want to see my brother-in-law, Vester. I want to see my brother again. And I, to finish, to see this work finished, we have to depend upon him. We have, he will not send his spirit to a church that does not appreciate it. He will not send that precious gift to people that are not asking for it. He wants us to ask. Sometimes we, we, I think we feel like that we will, we might, uh, we don't, we don't want to trouble him with our request very much. He wants us to recover, to, 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 he wants us to ask for those things. He wants us to bother him about those matters. And I guarantee you, if you do, he's going to answer if you are serious. Friends, I believe that we could see a miracle working power begin right here at this church here that would reach the world. I believe if we would follow and ask the Holy Spirit and read and, and, and start having prayer vigils, and at least we should have someone that we can pray with. Thank God for Brother Clark. I've been praying with him now for, what, about 15, 16 years, Clark? More than that. Probably, probably more than that. And we've seen miracles happen, and I have pleaded for the church to, to do the same thing. Friends, Yes, I want to see my wife, and I want to see so many that's passed on. I think all of my uh, peers that, uh, when I first came here, I, I think I've conducted just about most other funerals. I want to see them again. But more than that, I want to see my Savior. That was Bert, my wife's favorite song. Face to Face. The glory song. That will be my glory. That will be my glory. To look on his face, that will be my glory. Oh, friends. Looks like I don't want to sit under the rulership of Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. I want to be where I can worship Jesus. Pray for that. Would you pray for it? Pray for it every day. Join me. And let's pray for the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for that latter rain experience in our lives. I believe it must be done on a daily basis. I know I need it. Because if I step out that door by myself and I don't, don't ask him to be with me, well, my life is just one slam dunk right after the other. If, if, if that happens, you, you'll see some strange things start to happen. Since I have been to, before a person dies, I, I, I have, God has told me, 
it's not a good feeling sometimes, but God has told me who to, who to, to prepare a sermon for a certain person. That I didn't even know it was anywhere near death. Went ahead, I started working on it. Two hours later, got a call. Asked me to preach that person's funeral. God told me the text to use, and they told me the text that that person would want to use. It was the very same thing that God had told me to use in the, in, in, in the message. God has told me sometimes when a person was sick, God has told me, I would come home from Sabbath, my dear wife and I, and we, we would uh, usually take a nap after church service, and then we'd go visiting. I said, Bert, we have to go. We have to go to your Aunt Clay. Her Aunt Clay was 90, she was 90 years old at the time. Her Aunt Clay was a very sharp lady. She, if you over in Harlan, her name was Owens. And over in Harlan, she was, uh, she was a receptionist for her husband, was a doctor. And uh, we, uh, she wrote a book when she was in her late 80s. But she, t- she, I said, we need to go over and see your Aunt Clay. She said, well, can't we take her now first? I said, no, we have to go now. We have to go immediately. I knocked on the door. She said, thank God. God just sent you here. My son just died of a massive heart attack. Things like that will start to happen. That's the reason I didn't hesitate to put that key and my charger because I recognize that voice. When you recognize that voice, you just obey. I think Selena, Christina mentioned that this morning. You will come to know the voice of God. Sometimes people will know that, that you have been with him. I have to say my wife, nurse at home in Somerset, sat down, I noticed this lady kept looking at me. I said, she must know me. She was in this restaurant. But she kept looking at me, and uh, I, I passed the table after I got, I got through eating before her and her husband. And she said, sir, she said, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, you were, you were glowing. I don't know what glowing is, but she said, you were glowing. And she looked at her husband and she said, I told you he was a Christian. Went on out and got in my car. And then I remembered the prayer that I had prayed that morning. Lord, may someone see Jesus in me today. And I sat there and I had to cry. A clear answer to my sermon. To my prayer. This is not the, really, this is what the notes that I have taken here are a little different. But God, while I'm here, this is a message that God has given me to give to you. I just like to say, I believe that we could see the outpour of the Holy Spirit began right here in this church that would touch not only this community but this world. 
God is waiting to bestow it. He's waiting for God's people to, 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 to call for it. Would you join me? Would you join me and just say, Lord, I want that spirit. I want to see Jesus come. And I know that we are going to have to have it to finish the work. The work will never be finished on our own. The only way that it can be finished is when, if we receive the latter rain spirit of the Lord and you're going to see a miracle start happening like you never dreamed of. God wants to do it today. He doesn't want us to wait to a later time. It's time to do it now. I don't know about you. I... I want to go on, I want to see what's going on in the world. Because I want to pray for the things that are happening. But I tell you what, when you turn on the news today, if you want to be, if you want to be let down, there's many other adjectives that you could use. It's depressing. And you say, why did I watch that? And yet you want to know what's going on so you can pray pray for it, don't you? I love you. And I want to see each one of you in the kingdom. God has been so good to me. When I came down here from other churches, God has not left me an orphan. Uh, my dear friends, Florence and Kenneth was in my church in Hamilton. They moved out here eight years before me. And then come my dear friends, Vernon and Pauline, and now we have Kay with us. I hope you'll be with us, Kay. God is so good. And I tell you, I haven't, this is such a small, small family, really. I mentioned with 19 million. That's all. Did you ever notice that wherever you go, you just feel like you're perfectly at home with family? My wife and I, in our travels, we always tried to find a church on the Sabbath. We always went to church on the Sabbath because that's where we belong. We met with our Lord. And uh, they've always, I always meet someone there I know. Always. I think the, the kindest invitation that I ever received, or welcome, I should say. My wife and I was in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. The church elder come out, and he welcomed the guests, which was my wife and I, and then he said, and he, and he told us about a potluck we was going to have, have, and he invited us to it after service. And then he said, go back where you came from. Pack your stuff and go back where you came from. I looked at my wife, and then he said, smiled, pack your things and come back and join our family because we love you. I think that was the kindest, like, invitation or, or welcome that I ever received. So if you're not acquainted with us that much, Dr. Rogers and his wife, with us today, and uh, you're already home. <laughs> we, we're not going to. We, we, you're not a visitor anymore. You're part of our family. And uh, Claude, we missed you, brother. 
Let's start praying. Let's get acquainted with the Holy Spirit and ask him to be a part of our life. First thing in the morning, let's seek, seek, seek him in our life. Let's, let's not go out that door on our own because if we do, friends, and if you don't ask the Holy Spirit to go with you, you know who is your boss, who that you are that day. You are your own God. You are your own God. Philadelphia, whatever it is, six six six, as it means, and, and, and it means that that in place of God, we do not have to look at a pope over in Rome to be in place of God. If we come to church each and every one without on our own, not asking the Holy Spirit to be with us, we can sit right here and and. Uh, on the front pew, and if we think that that's going to get us to heaven, it's not going to do it. We are on God. I'm talking about getting right with Jesus. Getting right with Jesus, seeking the Holy Spirit, and friends, we're going to see miracles start happening in the Stearns Church that we've never seen before. But I believe we absolutely must do that. Oh, Father, open our eyes that we might see the Holy Spirit, Father. I can see the friendly arms of the cross this morning reaching out. Just draw all that will come to him, that will give themselves totally to him. As he holds out those nail-scarred hands, he said, I want all of you. I've given my all for you. I want all of you. And Father, we depend upon the Holy Spirit to help us to do just that, to give our all. We pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit will equip us, that we might receive that letter rain and be the ministers that you would have us to be, so that Jesus will return soon is our prayer in his name. Amen.